Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is the Rich Eisen Show. It's a long three and Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Honestly speaking, um, we don't care if you pick us to win. We never have. We never will. Earlier on the show, 14-year NBA veteran Jim Jackson. Steelers head coach Mike Tomlin. Actor and director Josh Dumel. Still to come. Host of ABC's America's Funniest Home Videos, Alfonso Ribeiro. And now... It's Rich Eisen. Hour number three of the Rich Eisen Show on the air. What a great hour we just had. And I don't mean to say that to people who might have just missed it to make you feel. Um, <laughs> it's not passive aggressive. It's not. It's just that we're, uh, it's just the way I feel. Um, and uh, But if you did miss it, it re-airs right here on the Roku channel as soon as this hour is over. We re-air every single day on channel 210 on the Roku channel until uh, we're live again as we will uh, on Friday's program. We had uh, an hour number one. Jim Jackson just made us smarter about everything in the NBA playoffs. Uh, terrific insight about what Pat Riley and Eric Spolstra have built together in Miami. He was on the heat when uh, Spolstra was a, a, a film guy and Pat Riley was their coach playing with their heads. He told a great story on that front about last night's Eastern Conference Final Game 1, what can happen tonight in Denver between the Lakers and the Nuggets. And then uh, an hour two, Mike Tomlin. How great was that conversation? That's so awesome. I mean, He's so good. Everybody, if you, again, if you missed it, you, you could see it on our YouTube page, the Rich Eisen Show Collection, right here on the Rich Eisen uh, Show Roku channel uh, page. Um, it's video on demand. There's our podcast. It, it's a great example of what it's like to be in a meeting room with Tomlin when you're broadcasting one of their games. You know, last year prior to Christmas Eve, as you know, that was a very emotional night with the Immaculate Reception 50th anniversary and Franco Harris had passed away and Tomlin was emotional, but he was also really, really intense, but also really engaging. And, you know, it's like a the convergence of, uh, um, you know, um, a celebration of, of the Immaculate Reception and then a, a sudden funeral for um Franco, and then it's holiday time, but it's also winning time. They needed to win that football game significantly to have a shot at the playoffs the following week. And, you know, it it was just an amazing half hour sitting with him. And what you heard an hour two is exactly what it's like sitting with the guy, telling you about his team, being very honest, being funny, forthright, engaging, intense, I remember I called up Mike Tirico afterwards, and I'm like, I just had a meeting with Tomlin, and he's like, that, that's one of the best meetings you have all year long when you're doing week after week. Love the guy, and uh, he he brought his A-game, uh, as always. Josh Jumel in hour number two. Uh, funny story about uh, James Kahn. <laughs> that's amazing. From the set of Vegas. Um, we're about to have Alfonso Ribeiro come out. At season 33 of America's Funniest Home Videos. And um, he will be joining us shortly on this program. 
And uh, the PGA Championship is going down right now in Rochester, New York. And he's a, a diehard player himself. Um, he'll be coming out here to break everything down as well as have a fun chat coming up here on the program. Uh, as you know, I was out yesterday. Suze was here, chatted with Shaq, chatted with Lisa Salters, and a lot of NBA talk going down. And also, uh, Victor Wembanyama, um, front and center. I was not in the chair yesterday. Just want to give my two cents. I did watch the draft lottery go down. I'm not going to lie. I was rooting for a similar result to one of the six we came up with in running our own draft lottery. That would have been awesome. Um, and it came close because twice we had the Blazers winning, right? And, and once we had Charlotte winning, and I thought we were in the mix to have told you what's going on. You know, and one time we had the Wizards winning, and interestingly Wizards. enough, that the four-number ping-pong ball combination of one through 14 um, that gets associated with a team based on the percentage of chances that they have based on their record, that apparently the first three ping-pong balls came up that came up on Tuesday night in the actual draft lottery the remaining 11 ping pong balls, the Wizards owned six of them. Had six, well, I guess, I don't know what numbers they were of the three of the uh, 11 remaining ping pong balls. They had a six ping pong balls out of 11 chance. And the Spurs, I think, I don't know if they had the remaining five or they had a portion of the remaining five, but whatever it was, they got it. They got it. And here they go again. Team that won a lottery for David Robinson and won a lottery for Tim Duncan has now won the lottery for Victor Wembanyama. And they now have a new fan in TJ Jefferson. Congratulations on becoming a Spurs fan because you said you're so sick of the Sixers and Clippers messing with your heart that uh, we have now added the Spurs logo hey. and banner to your collection. First of all, we, we, we got to get rid of the other ones, though, you know, because I'm, I'm done We're not going to do that because you know, you know, like let's just say if Damian Lillard winds up as a Sixer oh, or yeah, a Clipper. Oh, yeah, take all this back. You're back. Take all this yeah, back. back. Now, do you remove the Spurs one because you said you were going to become a fan of whichever team Vic wound <laughs> up and uh, on, and so – Welcome I, to the Spurs family. I I'm guess. just confused right now. I'm hurt still. <laughs> you know, it felt good. It, it felt good to watch a game yesterday and not have anxiety, though. That That's was, true. That okay. was actually well, fun. And I imagine it was helpful that the team that bounced you lost. That had to help. I don't necessarily subscribe to that. Theory. Are you? You don't spite watch? Not really. Spite watch. You know, but I, I traditionally don't like the Celtics, so it is always nice to okay. see them lose. But that's you okay. Know, not because they beat us. And um, you know, it all started. Let's not forget. Forevermore. In the same way that, you know, Jokic got drafted during a commercial break, right? He got drafted on the... Nikola Jokic got drafted during a Burger King commercial, and that's you could see that on YouTube where the bottom line comes in, hey, you know, the Nuggets drafted some guy you've never seen play. Wow. And, um, you know, this the the Victor Wembanyama era in San Antonio was born uh, out of the Wendy and uh, Wendy show. (laughs) Brian Windhorst wound up all the way in Paris. That was a surprise because I hadn't seen him. I I assume he did a couple of hits, as they see in the TV business, prior to the lottery. I'm here in Paris. I think they kept him under wraps. Did they? It was like a surprise. And then all of a sudden, you know, Brian Windhorst just shows up up in Paris. An American in Paris. His name is Brian Winhorst. <laughs> they, they had him under. They had him under cloak, and they just waited. And, and Mike, surprise! How surprise. insane must it have been 
either in some studio or some um, control room or truck that uh, Wembanyama's mic was not functioning properly. They were going. Del Tufo would never. I race. mean, Mike Del Tufo. When you got that one shot like that. That's it. You one got giant. 70 I seconds. I'm still mortified. Winhorst took Air France Some all the way like over that. there, <laughs> assuming. When you have that one this shot. I had, I'm mortified still from one of our pregames for a Super Bowl where Brett Favre's mic crackled. There you go. I remember that too. And I wanted and to. And I was I, so. I, I, was I like, remember. I was like, that one shot you have. I remember. You have one shot. Do not miss the chance it, to blow. Just like everything, though, in yeah. the um, in the uh, uh, NBA Twitterverse or in the NBA media world, of which I'd say we're a part because we're about to play something from Shaq from yesterday with Suze. Um, well, I thought you were going to say because we're in a movie. No, I'm just saying anything that happens in the NBA world, it's like a, a huge ripple effect seems to happen. It, it's it's kind of weird. More than in maybe any other sport, because I guess the NBA Twitter is the one that's most viewed and off the charts and liked and yeah. retweeted and whatever. More than the NFL, kinda more than wild, any sport. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of wild. Yep. So um, prior to the draft lottery, you know, Woj, who's one of the most respected voices in, in the NBA media world, was calling Wembanyama over and over again the maybe the greatest prospect in the history of team sports. I mean, he's very talented. And we are seeing stuff, you know, and on reels on Instagram and shorts on YouTube and whatever you're watching, TikToks. Fellow youths that watching TikToks. And so uh you're seeing stuff that you just don't see, like Follow-up slam dunks of a miss three of your own shooting, yeah, you know, like that sort of that stuff. Yeah, you know, in between the legs dribbling. I mean, there have been a lot of pantsed Parisians we have seen from the hardwood in France. Okay, and so there's a lot of hype, and of course, when Giannis is playing the way that he has been playing, and somebody kind of has a similar build and features. You're putting two to two together and saying in this day and age where Jokic is shooting threes and Embiid shooting threes. Kevin Durant. Right. Yeah. Then then this kid's built for it. But that said, I mean, that is a that is a tall order, like the greatest prospect in the history of team sports, especially when you're talking about a sport that features LeBron James. And I remember LeBron all that hoopla. Who's still playing. By the way, tonight yeah. in game two of the Western Conference Finals in year 20, as now the greatest scorer in the history of the association, yeah, yes. passing Kareem, who, as Jim Jackson said, now in our own, kind of was a big prospect himself coming out of college, <laughs> you know, bit. Mr. Al Cinder. So um, Damian Lillard took to Twitter and he's like, I was in seventh grade when they was hyping Braun on ESPN. By the way, I know how you know I'm going to sound here. <laughs> MF still at the top. Twenty years later, stop playing with dude, brah. Said <laughs> I knew it. Bruh, it's man. getting out of pocket. Which, by the way, I thought was spelled with two T's. Outa, I don't know, but look, and I, I, I think some people certainly on my Twitter feed was saying, like, is he saying it's out of pocket that still people want to play with LeBron, like? Like, stop playing with him because no. he's now in year 20. He's still killing us. No. I, don't know. I understood. He's basically saying, look, it's out of pocket to, to call this kid from France, age 19, a better prospect than LeBron James was. Mm-hmm. 
And, you know, we talked about it with Jim Jackson an hour. We talked about it with Jim. Jim we talked about oh, it with Jim. We literally Jim. talked about it with Jim. With, with a Jim in hour number one with Jim Jackson. <laughs> He's so stupid. That, that you know, Wembanyama is going to face some people trying to teach him what's what. And he said Pop will be one of them, too, to really put him through the ringer. Oh, yeah. Um, but, you know, it, it, it's just fascinating to me how a lot of folks are like, hey, wait a minute, hold on. Don't forget about LeBron. And then when Shaq came on the show yesterday and Susie asked him his thoughts on Wembanyama, he wound up talking about the kid, an interesting comp for him, and then the current MVP Got some smoke, too, from Shaq. Give a listen. Guys are not playing down low anymore. Guys are not playing physical anymore. They're switching one through five. He's a pick-and-pop guy. He can shoot pretty good, and he's tall. He's like a 7-4 Kevin Durant. So I think he can acclimate very, very quickly, and he's with the master. Like, having a kid like that go to the system, Yeah, that's what I call the Spurs, the system. Having a kid like that go to the system, I think people better watch out. But this was our era, and banging, he'd be, he'd be, you know, chicken noodle soup, like <laughs> kind of light. But like I'm watching how these guys play now, you know, especially like you know Joel and B. You're six eleven, you're not posting up, you're shooting jumpers, and then you got the nerve to say, you got the nerve to say, me and James can't do it by yourself. Yeah, because get your big ass down in the paint. If you get your big ass down in the paint, you can do it by yourself. But that's not how people play anymore. So this kid will be fine, and I, I wish him well. So I wonder, how did you take that one yesterday, TJ? Uh, when, he, when all of a sudden Embiid got pulled into the equation about I'll, how Wembanyama is going to play well because there's people like Embiid not playing like Shaq used to. I'll let Brockman answer that for me because he can tell you how I how I feel about that. Hmm. TJ hates anytime Embiid steps outside of the paint. But the way the game's played now, look at Jokic. Jokic was shooting threes. Jokic pulls yeah, everybody Jokic, outside the paint. He also, when the time is guard. necessary, yeah. he he plants himself down low and uses that big body. Like, if Joe did that, if he just stopped going out 20 feet from the bucket, the dude would average 40 a game. And I love him. He's Like I said, he's probably my favorite player. But it, it sometimes it's frustrating to see him floating around the three-point line and just go down low. And again, Get I just busy. love how Wembanyama's eventual, you know, drafting number one overall in conversation surrounding the draft lottery, now rippling into the way the Sixers got bounced as Shaq is making this point. I love it. The NBA is just dishing, man. I mean, it's, it's a, a lot game. of dishing, but by that I mean, you know, talking. I mean, did you see again what what um, Barkley had to say about John Morant last night? I mean, that was serious and it was that was significant. Everybody should seek that out, but not to change complete gears here. But the conversation about Wembanyama is, hey, he would be devoured, devoured if this was a down low game. And he also pointed out though that the Sixers might still be playing if Embiid went down low. And I thought of you. I mean, that, that's the implication. I, I, Rich, that's what you were that saying. That's what you were saying last four minutes of a game in game six that was so crucial. And obviously, game seven got out of hand quickly. Like, one way to do it is to go half court and say, okay, Time Lord, that's Embiid posting you up. 
try and stop him. Try and guess what? Hey, Al Nobody Horford, can. that's him coming down on the box on the blocks, and you know. But then you're seeing, and and I thought to myself, as I'm watching Anthony Davis go forty and ten, first Laker to do that in a playoff game since freaking Kobe, and. It wasn't good enough because Jokic was too much to stop that he needed Rui Hachimura to come help out. And that was very effective in the fourth quarter. And we yeah, might see that good, tonight. A good game. We might see that tonight from the jump. Like it seemed like the Lakers figured stuff out a little too late in game one about yeah. matchups. But they saw enough. This is a long marathon. That I thought to myself that the guy who can maybe neutralize Jokic the best just got eliminated by the Celtics. But Especially if you look at their one one on one matchup this season, yeah. And I just found Joe this dominated. I just found this conversation about what Dame said prior to the lottery and what Shaq said after the lottery, just by Wembanyama being out there, just kind of gives you a glimpse of what's coming for the kid in the fall and how the NBA world is always churning and can just be spun in any different direction by some all-time greats like Shaq and I I think Lillard is too. Let's take a break. Alfonso Ribeiro is here. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Always a great chat when this gentleman stops by to talk dancing, but most importantly, America's funniest home videos and some golf. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices make sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs Costs all in before you purchase. So all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Visit GameTime.co for restrictions. Again, create an account, redeem my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, I'm just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So sleep number helps me. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Alfonso Ribeiro here on the program. Let's just jump into it and talk a little bit more uh, AFV shortly. Um, how's your golf game? How well, you know, it was really bad for a long time. 
I I lost Come it. On I, well, Come on you know, I was saying this to to your producers, but like I I have a simulator at the house, God which bless. is the greatest tool that you can have for golf. It is awesome. Yes. I come except, over at like three o'clock today. Except when you have my mind, <laughs> well, right? Because it's because too... I like to tinker. Mm-hmm. I'm constantly trying to. Ooh, I could do this and do that, and I literally tinkered my way out of a golf swing. And then I started looking at some videos of my coach and I and went back to the old swing that I stopped tinkering with. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, it came together, you know, because I was shooting in the 80s, right? Mm-hmm. I shoot 77. Mm-hmm. And then yesterday, I shoot 70. And it just all came back. It all finally, like, it was kind of probably all that tinkering that I did gave me more knowledge. Yes. But going back to what works for me is absolutely working. So I'm excited about the American Century this year up in Lake Tahoe. Yes. Because if this is just the beginning of getting it back, oof, we don't know. We're, we don't know. How stable, we don't know what could happen. How stable is the stable <laughs> foot? How, how, how are we stable for? I mean, there? with I the mean, stable foot, I'm going to put up 20, 25 points a day if I you. keep doing this. Uh-oh. I'm just saying. Are you really? I mean, it's you're po- feeling it. I, I mean, feel you have like, to speak. You have to speak things into existence. Yeah, and I, you know what? I I say that to my my I, I coach my kids baseball teams. Yes. And I literally used that the other day you in did. a game. I was like. Are we going to have fun today? Yeah. Are we going to play well today? Are we going to make some base hits? Are we going to get some outs? I was like, yes. Everybody say it after me. And they said the whole thing after me. I was like, now you've already put it in existence. There you go. It's already there. Did now you just got to just live it. Did you win? And they lost horribly. <laughs> <laughs> it was just. <laughs> but they, but, but but that's baseball, but man. They, but was, they had a good time. I was telling. <laughs> I, I was talking about this after, you know, uh, uh, an unfortunate Little League result for my, for my uh, young his son the other day um that hey you know some of these kids get down on themselves right. so hard it's yes. just like the baseball hall of fame mm-hmm. the hall of fame yes is filled with people who made outs seven out of every ten times absolutely that's baseball that is baseball you it's hard to get a kid especially my own kid yes to to get that but it's like you realize that the greatest of all of them, yes, are all losers. Yeah, right. Like of I mean, course. you know, they're not losers, right? But like, no, but yes. they lose more than they've won, more than they win, and those are the best at the plate. You are, you are, if you're doing your job to the best, best. of maybe ever. Yes, you are reaching base due to you contacting a baseball, right? Three and a half times out of ten, and that's huge numbers, right? It's right? tough to teach that. To yeah, a kid. It's, it is. It is. But like, but the you know at little league, it's did you have fun, right? Mm-hmm. They were, we were also playing the best team in the league, mm-hmm. right? So like coming in, we all knew what was going to happen in this game, <laughs> right? Like this team, so you got to speak you know, it into existence. But I, but what I wanted them to feel was, hey, let's have some fun. Let's just enjoy this game. We know who they are. We oh, know yeah. how good they are. Let's just play and we'll figure it out. You know, that's the the unfortunate reality of Little League is typically the commissioner's team mm-hmm. is pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, there's but, something. Bud Seelig tried that many you years. Know, I don't know. But in Little League, right. the commissioner's team is always going to be pretty good. They've. 
they've kind of seen every kid who's come through, yes. and then all of a sudden, you know, the worst kid on that team is, you know, playing in, in the infield, you know, in the starting lineup on most other teams. Alfonso Ribeiro here on the Rich Eisen <laughs> Show. The internet also undefeated. Uh, what did uh, what did this gentleman finish last year? In, uh, uh, T- T18 last year uh, T-18. with Del Curry and Vinny Del Negro. The, the, T18 is a, a heck of a finish. It wasn't that, uh, bad. The, 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 you What's know, your top finish? Is that not your top uh, finish? My top finish, I think, is like 11th. Okay. So my uh, goal this year is top 10. Who's 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 the, the the person you've played with where you're like, that was a blast? Like, who's the one that's the biggest blast that you've well, played I, with? To be honest, I love all the guys. I, I know mean, that. I, I, I really do. That. I really do. Um, you know, I've played with Vinny Del Negro. I love playing with Vinny. Uh, Sterling Sharp oh, is truly... Amazing. By the way, how far does he hit the golf ball? Uh, I've played are, with him before. We're really close. Dude. We're really close into it. Actually, Throw I think Sterling would say that if we both hit yes. our biggest drives, I would get them. That is, by the way, I, you and I have never played before. Right. That is incredibly impressive. You know, my, my, I've I, never seen it. He, he hits the, a golf ball really far. I hit one on Saturday, 340. Okay. So, like. Look at you. Like You're I can, back. You're back. I can absolutely crush it. The problem is, is that once I crush one, mm-hmm. now I'm swinging to crush every, oh, and uh, that doesn't typically <laughs> do on, well for know. straight. You should <laughs> <laughs> just just saying. Ooh, that one timed up great. Okay. Watch me hit this one, okay. <laughs> and and then it goes all wrong. But now, I mean, distance has never been the problem. It's always you know controlling the ball, mm-hmm. right? And and I've now figured out how to control the ball again. And so we'll see. But, but yeah, I would say with Sterling and I, um, he would probably say that if we both hit our biggest, I would get it. But I love playing with Sterling. He's incredible. I, I, he, is, he makes you smile. I played with him at the Hilton Grand Vacations mm-hmm. uh, Tournament of Champions down in, in Orlando at the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. And we just had – it's just so much fun. I mean, I've never played with anybody who plays faster. Oh, he does play he fast, huh? not even takes a second. If you – accidentally start talking while he's walking to his ball, he's probably going to hit it before you finish the sentence. <laughs> I love playing play, uh, playing golf with guys like that. I mean, I'm it, very happy with and, pace of play like and that. You and you can talk all you want. He don't hear anything. It's perfect. He's great. I love playing with Sterling. I love playing. I, uh, I was uh, in a tournament in Dallas, and I had a great time playing with, with Mark Mulder, and uh, I played with Albert Pujols, which was pretty oh awesome. Oh, my goodness. Uh, How far really is he great dude. How he, far smashes he, it. Yeah, he, got... he smashes it. He smashes it. Once again, say. he don't know where it's going that much yet. Okay. But you can see. Right. But, I mean, he hasn't. I mean, just retired, he right? Just retired. So it's not. Yes. he hasn't really done yes. a lot of uh, you know work on it yet. But you can see that he's put in the work. He's 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 smashing it, but those those are two guys I I enjoy playing with the the last tournament. But I really do. I really. It's like I, I say to Mike Milthorpe, who's the tournament director. Mm-hmm. I don't care who you put me with. I'm right. gonna enjoy my time with everybody. Yeah, because it's you know golf is unfortunately a singular game. Yes, sir. When you're really competing, yes. so it doesn't matter who you're playing with. You're just out there, you and the course doing your job. It's you know? PGA Tour. It's PGA Championship, Championship. Week. Yes, uh, Rory's home course and as a member, yeah. That's yeah. gotta be helpful. One would say it's He's struggling right now. You know, he is he is struggling right now. It's weird because 
I played golf with him back in December. Mm-hmm. I was playing at an Omega Watch. He gave me this watch. Very nice. Um, um, an Omega Watch event in Florida, and he's a, an Omega ambassador, and we got a chance to play together. And I, and I tell you, that was probably the most amazing experience I've ever had on I a golf bet. course. Watching Rory hit a ball all day was unbelievable. What'd you learn? What'd you pick up? Anything? What I learned was exactly what I went back to. Okay. Right. This was probably the, what got me on that on that uh, on that train of thought. His swing is the most efficient swing I've ever watched. There is no extra movement or energy in his swing when he's hitting it full out. It looks like he's chipping. Except the ball happen? goes three forty. <laughs> How does first that hole, even happen? First hole at this go- at this golf course, right? is a slight dog leg left. And so we all hit, all of us amateurs, hit it out over here, right? And he gave me a compliment first swing. He was like, ooh, I see a lot of speed here. I was like, thank you, man. Um, <laughs> and so he, he hits one out there, except he gets up and he aims over there. And I'm like, where, where he going? Mm-hmm. Like, why is he aiming that way? Mm-hmm. Oh, he's probably gonna hit a big old cut or something. I was like, but he likes to draw, that's weird. And he smashes it. But it never looks like he's swinging hard. You're just kind of like, huh. Kind of hit it well, but it was really solid. But, I mean, he didn't really put any extra into that. And now we're driving around looking for his ball. Like, where's, where's... We drive up onto the green because he flew it 356 onto the green and almost killed Michelle Wee. <laughs> <laughs> Michelle standing at the green like, really? <laughs> really? And it's like he flew it. And landed it on the front edge of the green. Now let's be and, let's be honest here. When when you hit your ball and yes. you saw him hit his, right? Did you think and you didn't see it anywhere in the fairway? Did you think you got him? Did you think you got him off the tee? Well, I was like, I know that my ball mm. is where we supposed to hit it. <laughs> <laughs> I hit it where we're supposed to hit it. You went ahead and put it in the trees somewhere. Yeah. And then you drive up, you're like, okay, that's wrong. That's wrong. Okay, but this is going to be fun. The The other side of it that was great was I all day long I said, I just want to be within 40 yards of him all day. Yes, sir. That's all I wanted. Makes sense. And so all day long I was like, you know, walking off, you know, my drive to his, right? And I I was inside of 40 all day, most of the time around 25 to 30. Um, and then I just wanted to, because it was a scramble, it was a shamble. And I wanted to have them use my ball twice. I just like, I just want just two. Mm-hmm. And so we used my ball on the 16th. And I'm like, wow, that means I only got two more chances <laughs> at possibly having my second one used. We get to 18, right? Yes. And I hit a beautiful drive right down the middle. boy. And he takes out an iron. <laughs> And I'm like, <laughs> is he giving me this? Like, yeah. I felt kind of like, that's really the greatest host move in yes. history. Like, he takes out an iron, and he hits it the exact same distance as my driver, except it was in the rough, so we chose mine. Hey, right? hey, all right? We all chose right. mine. Look I got us. my two. It's a miracle. But as we drive down there, he goes, wait a minute. I could have flew. I could have flown the water. 
It's like, whatever, dude. <laughs> 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 like, whatever, dude. Really? Really? You just gonna, I mean, you took out an iron and you almost beat me. And now you, you know, oh. you probably could have flown the water because it was water. It was, you know, a little yeah. water, a you know, story. and going across the fairway. But yeah, but I mean, just so incredible to watch. It's, it's, it's weird how, you know, and, you know, we all experience this. Everybody who plays golf experiences the reality that yeah. you can be amazing at golf for six months and one moment can happen and literally you're like, I have no idea what I'm doing. Yeah. And there's no rhyme or reason. It makes no sense. I mean, he's Rory McIlroy and he looks slightly lost on the golf course hitting the ball. It's so weird. Alfonso Ribeiro here on the Rich Eisen Show. If I had told you when you were on the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air that you'd be the host of America's Funniest Home Videos one day, what would you have told me? I would have said that's never going to be possible. One, by time I would be in the position to ever be in this show, it won't be around. Right. Right. Yes. And right. it's America's Funniest Home Videos are not hiring me to be the host. Saget at the time, right? Yeah. I mean, look, I mean when, when that show started, it was, you know, 28 million 35 million viewers per episode. Huge. Right? I mean, huge. different time well, in television, I mean, still right? Huge. But, uh, yeah, I know. Different but, time in But TV. amazing what those numbers were. And, you know, I just never would have thought. And and I feel so lucky, so blessed yeah. that uh, this opportunity happened. And things happen for a reason. You just never know. And, you know, things line up, right? And in this situation, right, it just so happened that Tom Bergeron was walking away from AFE mm-hmm. the year that I was on Dancing with the Stars. We became friendly. He's going to the network and the studio saying, hey, I think Alfonso would be the guy to replace me. Yeah. And and everybody agrees. Right? Like that those stories don't happen to me in Hollywood. Well, it right? Did, man. And it did. And it's... I feel so blessed that I had that that I've had that opportunity. And now, you know, being the main MC host on Dancing with the Stars. That's right. That's you know, right. I mean, course, essentially, yeah. you know, it's like uh, Tom and I joke all the time. It's like, dude, what's your next show? <laughs> I'm like, I need Tom. I need to know what your next show is because I need to know what show I'm trying to get. Right? I gotta. I can't. He, and so he jokes all the time. Oh He's like, Alfonso, I'm not taking a job yet. I, I'm not sure where your career is going to go funny. after this. But as soon as I do one, I'll know that you're coming. <laughs> how how old were you when you first started on Fresh Prince? Fresh Prince, I was eighteen. Eighteen. Yeah, I was eighteen. The character I think was uh, was fifteen or sixteen. Um, and Jeez. Um, long, when you see, because look, I, I'm 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 twenty seven years removed from my first Sports Center, and whenever they pop up on Twitter, right, I think it's a different human. Like it's a. Well, do you think that when you look when you see Fresh Prince pop up? Like completely, I have no recollection. Come on, really? Yeah, like very little memory of that time, right? Just because, I mean, you know, it, it it's over thirty years ago, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and it's it's a it's like a different human being to me. It's just that's a different person. It's not me. It's not Look at you know. Picture. It's 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 certainly not this guy today, right? Um, the ones that truly get me is, you know, if I look at anything with like tap dance kid, sure. Right. Or Pepsi commercial, Michael Jackson, right. Silver spoons. Those are the ones that's like, that's because I was a kid that happened. Right. But it happened. (laughs) Right. It was cool. I, I, every once in a while I'll pull up a video 
of, you know, I'll show, you know, my kids or other kids or whatever, and I'll show there's a video of me at Lincoln Center mm -hmm. with Michael Jackson. And the story that I tell, which is always very funny, is right before he walked out on stage, yes. he went to the bathroom and accidentally dropped his sequin glove in the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> okay, come on. Don't, no, true story. Drop it in the toilet. He's freaking out. Is it the only one? It's the one. Wow. <laughs> it's the glove, right? He's got one glove. He didn't come with multiple. He didn't have a suitcase, right, of gloves. He had the glove. He dropped it in the toilet. It, like, he must have taken it off, put it on the sink or something, and it fell in the toilet. He's freaking out, and, like, finally he realized, wait a minute, he reaches in, grabs his glove. And the rest of us are like, but he dropped the glove, and what you going to do with the glove, bro? Right? And so we had to go out on stage, and he has a soaking wet sequin glove on. From the toilet. From the toilet. Of Lincoln Center. At Lincoln Center. By the way, Lincoln a... Center, toilet water, By on the, the glove. This is the first time I'm ever telling this story on wow. TV. <laughs> wow. <laughs> this is a Rich Eisen I appreciate first it. right Thank here. You. You... Well, one would have to think, though, I mean, of any toilet water, Lincoln Center's got to be I mean, the, the question water. to me was whether he flushed it first. <laughs> that was my question. <laughs> right? Did he, was he, able to did flush, he flush and then pull? <laughs> Or did he pull, then flush? Uh, I think that's a huge difference. A there is a huge yeah, difference yeah, yeah. there. A, a pull and flush is much better than a, a flush and pull. No, you want to flush and pull. So you Get all the first. dirty water away. The new clean water kind of cleans it off oh, a little bit. Okay. And then you pull the glove out, yeah, right? exactly. Come, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean... Was he in the frame of mind to think that way, though? I don't know. All I'm thinking is his one secret glove, and it's in the freaking toilet. Personally, I think he grabbed and, pl and flushed. That's what I think <laughs> happened. And I think he went out on stage with a McNasty glove on, and the rest of us were trying to figure out what we were going to do because I wasn't shaking that man's hand. Not oh that day. Oh, my God. Yes, I will be a meme after this. All right, well, <laughs> last one. Is there, is there a story behind the Carlton dance? Um, it's, I mean, there's a very little story there. I mean, the, the, the story ultimately was that uh, the first time I read it in the script, it simply said Carlton dances. Yes. And, you know, when you're in the first season of any show, everything that is written in a script is new. Yes. Right. So everything you've got to create what that is. Right. Uh huh. So does he sing well? Does he dance well? Does he does he play sports well? Right. All of this, you're crafting it as you go. Yes. Um, and I had actually like made fun of this dance like before the show had started, like going to like little like lounges and stuff. And I would I would like mess around because the the dance was the inspiration for that dance was Eddie Murphy's white man dance Right in yeah. his, I think it's the raw video, right? And then it's Courtney Cox From on the Dancing, Dancing in the dark, dark video with Bruce Springsteen where he brings her up on stage and she does the white man dance. Well, I was like, okay, I think this character would absolutely do the white man dance, <laughs> but he would do it differently. And I had messed around with it. And so when in the script it said Carlton dances and we're getting, we get on stage and we're just kind of, you know, seeing what it is. And I'm like, I'm thinking this. Yes. And I show everybody. And that was it. They were like, That's they were it. like, you're not doing it. We don't need to see anything else. You're doing that. Sold.
Sold. You've got the Carlton dance for the rest of your life. <laughs> you didn't know what you just created, but you will never walk down the street again without someone yelling, do the dance. <laughs> We're not going to do that. We're not going to ask. We're that. not doing that. Not I, just, I, that. I just was yeah, wondering if there was a story. Yeah, no, no, no. That's, that's, that's really the story. But Fantastic. I had like, I had already messed around with it. I'd like, you know, it wasn't like it just fully just was on that moment came up with it. I'd like, yeah. you know, because I loved Eddie Murphy and I, and I remembered the video and I'd like, you know, I remember at one point I was in like a lobby bar somewhere uh-huh. and I was watching these two white guys literally do the dance. <laughs> and I was like, that is hysterical. And, and, and I was and now, and then I go out on the dance floor and I'm making fun of them with their dance doing it. And I'm like, oh, this is, you know, one day in my mind, I'm like, one day I'll get to make fun of somebody again. Except it was making fun of myself and, and, and the character. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> Alfonso Ribeiro, you are the best, man. Let's do this more on the regular. Yes. Anytime you're up for it. America's Funniest Home Videos season finale of the 33rd season. Come on. It's your eighth season hosting this iconic program. 7 p.m. on ABC. You can watch episodes on demand and on Hulu the following day right here on Roku. Let's tee it up at some point. Absolutely, time. brother. That's Alfonso Ribeiro here on The Rich Eisen Show. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Back on the air with our Roku channel live stream. I'm sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger has the right product for you. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Brockman has left the building. He is on his way to Los Angeles International Airport for Kevin Rom's charity golf tournament. Again, um, you know, it's a very successful charity golf tournament. He said they raised $1.6 million for wow. St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. Uh, the largesse and, uh, um, I guess, philanthropy of the Jacksonville community is its remarkable. That's cool. Um, you know, I, I just hope Chris doesn't suppress the fundraising effort because somebody who's going to go up to Kevin Rahm and say, I can't believe I've spent all this money on a fivesome and, and this is my celebrity. <laughs> he's an actor with no credits. Come on, Rich. Let's, I mean, hype, let's hype him up, man. Let's hype him up. Oh, right. He's in Buddy Games. Yeah, let's hype him up. This weekend, he's in theaters yeah. near you. By Rich, the way, if you was, oh, no, I was going to say, I can't, I, I'm amazed. We're, we're actually in a movie together. Look at together, us. You know? I know. Look it up, look and he's us. on the Rich Eisen Show on the Roku channel. And after this is all over, he's going to show up in New York City, hopefully collect an Emmy Award. Yeah. We stink. It's over. <laughs> See, we can always, we, Chris is still here. Stephen A said Kawhi's the biggest fake superstar. No, we right still, now, Tatum is the biggest fake superstar. We still have See, Chris. He's, 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 right now did a lot of heavy lifting in that rant right there. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> 
What do you think happens tonight? I I think the Lakers have a shot tonight. They got a shot. I yeah. think they they I think they 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 showed something in the second half. I brought that up yesterday. Yeah, where they the matchups. They kind of, you know, were were hunting and pecking for the right Trying matchup, and I think they kind of. Did they crack the code well, in also, the second half? Also, I don't know. I brought this up yesterday, and Lisa Salters brought it up after I said it. Like, first of all, that altitude is real, and that is yeah. something to, to try to get acclimated to. And get so, the first half body. might have been something. Well, I think the whole first game, and I mean, look, obviously, three days isn't going to get you acclimated, but you know, it's probably going to be a little bit easier than it was game. Well, one. as you know, it, it, three days is not enough to get acclimated in Miami. <laughs> no, if you're playing. If you're playing in Miami. You know the humidity will get you. <laughs> I don't know. Why I took that shot at a fellow Jet fan. I don't know. Why I did that because it was easy. I, I like Greeny. Of course you do. I don't know. Why I did that. Here's low hanging fruit. Look, you like uh, you like us, but you take shots too. I do. I take shots. You, you know. I do. Anytime I bring up the Jets, you got a shot back to me about something normally, dumb the Cowboys have done. Normally, so. I'm the counterbalance to Chris. Now that Chris has left the building, I guess I'm taking over that that irritable. <laughs> Northeast corridor. Show up. Yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> By the way, great drop when you're showing the empty chair. <laughs> I said to Hoskins, I'm going to Well done, so Hoskins. Show the empty chair. <laughs> He's screaming, show up. <laughs> Do that one more time. It's too good for empty chair. Here we go. Here we go. Show up. What are you doing? <laughs> As he's not here. It's just so good. Don't worry. We wouldn't, if you left the building early on a show, do the same thing. Oh, that is not true. You've done it to me. You've done it to me. Have we ever done that to you? My mom told me you did it to me. What? I left one Friday to go home early, early, and I told you I did a top five. I remember I did a top five about this movie, Zola. And it wasn't even about the movie. It was just like, I went to this movie, and it felt good because I hadn't been to a theater in like 13 months. And then my mom was like, yeah, after you left, they started talking trash about you. See, my mom was watching, bro. She did do it to By the way, Brockman's mom also watched. Yeah, so Miss Mary, no. Sorry. Miss Mary Mary. and Miss Linda, they're watching out. Sorry, Mary, but you raised a mass hole. That's why I stay all the time because I don't want you talking about me. Oh, stop! <laughs> How? So, what's the more wild story that we heard today? Okay, Josh Dumel saying that he asked James Con when they were working on the show Vegas together, Las Vegas together, that had he ever met Marlon Brando? I don't think anything can top that. No, that was or Alfonso Ribeiro. Oh. <laughs> On stage no, no, at no, Lincoln no. Center with a, my new, maybe my new fantasy team named Michael Jackson's Toilet Glove. <laughs> Michael Jackson. He said that he dropped it. By the way, how does he have only one sequin glove? Well, that's what I asked him after. How do they not have they, multiple no, sequin gloves? He, he, just, he, he just had one. You would have thought. Can you imagine no. like if they lost his luggage or somebody though. Yeah, what like the, they had only one sequin glove. He probably glove? keeps. But it, I guarantee his assistant, or whoever's with him, keeps. Yeah, but what if a fan a, stole it or something? One like, thing, no, like he's out of luck. Like you have to wore. go to. You probably have to go to you know, cross town. Of no, you're not far. Have to go to Michael's. Have to go to Michael's and make a new one. Like I, I did that once after he passed away. I made a, a, a Michael Jackson glove, and then I made an Instagram you're page of me taking pictures of did, myself grabbing did, stuff. With did you drop it in the toilet? I'd never drop it. The Altoona it the toilet, toilet glove? <laughs> <laughs> the Altoona toilet. No, well, well, that was the Foot Locker he toilet glove? He was here. I was here <laughs> when that happened. But. <laughs> Yo, so I, which one? Which one? I, it's got to be Michael glove. Jackson's well, toilet I got to put that on a Twitter poll. Like, what's the most unbelievable know. story? Well, it'll all be up on our Instagram page and up on our YouTube. 
and everything. What, what a, a great day. show. Oh.